you know, a lot of people probably think that the painting to heal the world is a bunch of bullshit we made up for the show and it's completely fake, but it actually exists in real life. We had Titus slash Dr. Yins create the painting that will heal the world and none of us have seen it yet. And we're going to reveal it live on stream on Sunday, Halloween, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern. And we're going to auction off the painting that will heal the world as a charity benefit thing for Planned Parenthood. It's going to be on the Branson Owns Twitch channel. I'll put the link in the episode description here. You're going to have to bid for this thing, but a piece of priceless art history could be yours for the right price. This Sunday, Halloween. And the other quick announcement is we still got the live show coming up in Chicago on November 8th with Felix. So we got tickets for that in the episode description as well. Anyway, bye-bye. Last time on E1. Dr. Yins, no! Oh man, I'm in The Simpsons, dude. The Mona Lisa, that's in the public domain already. I want my money back. You know what? Living in your car's overrated. Dopeness isn't something that's in you. It's something that comes out of you. When you threw white wine on my pig at my cousin's quinceanera, I wanted to shoot your head off. But I knew one day you'd be my best friend. Nothing better than nine guys all shitting at the same time. I gotta stop eating guys raw. This bomb says three seconds on it. I wonder what that means. My plan to create the world's largest Philly cheesesteak is nearly complete, and no one can stop me. Not even you, my evil twin brother. The crafting system in my new game does not have deodorant in it. If you want to fuck with me, then we're really going to see what's going to happen with all regards to the shit that you're doing. Hey, I was late to this whole painting thing. Uh, What happened? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Dr. Yens has been shot? And all the suspects are characters from previous episodes that a lot of people aren't going to know about? You. Oh, hey, what's up, man? You want to talk to me in the bathroom? I just wanted to say that this is the most fucked up shit imaginable. I've been waiting to give this to you. Something that you deserve. Something that I never thought I would have to do. Read this. Faze Polanski holds out a small folded piece of paper in his palm toward Dr. Yins. Dr. Yins deliberately grabs the note and begins to unfold it. Written in red crayon, it says, You were my brother and nothing else. Yins sort of glazes over and doesn't read it and just starts signing his own name on it like it's an autograph, handing it back to Faze Polanski. Yins immediately starts walking out of the bathroom. Oh, no problem, man. Enjoy it. Also, if you're here for a minute, why don't you check out the gift shop? We have tons of stuff in there. Okay, take it easy, man. Okay, bye-bye. Yins walks out the door, leaving Faze Polanski in the bathroom, gripping his own note. The silence stews in the air around him. Oh, fuck, man. I get it. He signed it. That's his way of, like, apologizing, right? No, no, no. That's fucking, that's fucking totally it. Because of the contract thing, so he fucking signs my note. Oh, that's like just his like unique way of apologizing. Like basically, it was almost embarrassing how much he was groveling himself by signing his note. My note. Like, that's going to be there forever. I feel like embarrassed for him, man. It's just, it's business. There's like no reason to be like so crazy about it. But you know what? Like, fuck that. Because he showed me he's still my fucking brother. Because, like, whenever the chips are down and you do some shit that you can't take back, you can just, like, fucking take it back and be boys again. Because that's what being boys is about. And, like, that's just so fucking choice. Like, I just guess I'll go home. 
High noon on that fateful day. You know the day I'm talking about. I don't have to explain myself. Nobody knows what really happened. Yet. Anyway. But what we know really happened is that Dr. Yins, the world's most famous painter, was tragically gunned down slightly past his prime by a very fast bullet that went right into his heart. Doctors say that if the bullet was slower, like only 10 miles per hour, he could have easily survived. In fact, the bullet probably would have fallen onto the floor if it was that slow. But this bullet was clearly shot from a gun. That's how it went so fast. Now there's only one gumshoe with the gumption to solve this sticky case. Me. Tom Gad. World's newest detective. Why don't you shut up, stop bitching, and listen. And by the end of this episode, I will reveal to you just who killed Dr. Yins. We've already heard discovered audio taken from the bathroom of the museum that cleared the subject named Faze Polanski. Luckily, the museum bathrooms are filled with cameras. Dr. Yins had one put in each stall just to monitor the vibe and see if everyone was having a good time. Each stall had another 12 or 13 cameras from Chuck Berry, who was just trying to have a good time in there himself. None of my business. Be that as it may, what about the other suspects? Can we clear them? Let's, for convenience sake, take a look at some of the suspects one by one, starting with the very first man arrested, Mr. Walt Tremblay. I got Richard jeweled. They Richard jeweled me. You know, they must have not seen that movie, you know, Richard Jewel. You know, because the moral of that movie was that they shouldn't have Richard jeweled Richard Jewels or whatever. Walt's arrest was recorded by some local teens who were dancing in front of the arrest at the time. Hey, stop! Stop! You got the wrong guy! You're hitting me! Why are you hitting me in my midsection? Now, now you're bouncing my head off the concrete! You stay okay, you're standing on my joints. That's on purpose! I can feel the intention in your boots! You're trying to send me to hell! You're just doing your job and I respect that! Ouch! You're my penis! You flicked it! Officer Prisbosiak Terry Hart Police Force. After assessing the perpetrated crime of the bullet fired by the gun held by the man to be responsible or woman and in that assessment, we saw a suspicious individual who appeared to be gloating to people around him. I knew it. I knew it. I saw this all happening. We decided in the emergency environment to subdue said individual and cut off his ponytail, which is a sort of hairstyle rope that can be used with deadly force. Also. His pockets were full of fentanyl and it made us all very hyper and we got vacation for six weeks. I was talking about the Mona Lisa. I had my Kodak, you know, nothing crazy, just a little Kodak, you know, to bring to Walgreens when it's full of pictures. Anyway, I was getting Richard jeweled pretty hard because I was gloating about, uh, uh, I was gloating not about Yin's dying or predicting that Yin's got shot, but because the painting was revealed as the Mona Lisa, like I called it, like a lot of people heard me call it. I made sure I elbowed a lot of people saying, you remember, and, um, it's a great painting, and I thought it could heal the world just fine, you know, as Gazining says, you know, great-looking gal. Big frame is what they would say nowadays, but uh, back then you needed that big frame because you'd croak if you were trying to shoot a kid out. 
She was the most beautiful woman in Italy or France or whatever because everyone knows she could, you know, slide a kid out and not croak. And, you know, the wind back then, you know, because all the windmills, there was more wind back then, you know. If you didn't have a big frame, you'd just fall back into a pile of goats or whatever they had around back then, a whole pile of them. You know, they had so much nature, so much wildlife back then. You know, there was just whole piles of goats you might fall into if, you know, one of the wind blew too hard. He just kept talking no matter what we did, and I found that to be very suspicious. And at one point, he told me, you're making me feel like uh, Stanley Roper on Three's Company. Who is that a reference for? That's, a, that's an absurdly dated reference. I'll admit that I didn't grind his ACL as hard as I could, but nothing seemed to bother him that much. But that's from around when we discovered that he had a gun on him. They're like, oh, what's this? And I still had a gun on me, you know? Chekhov's famous gun from the exhibit. Nobody stopped me, so I guess I, uh... I kind of wanted to punish the museum by taking it. You know, this is kind of what you get when you get cheap on security. I wasn't going to sell it anything. I'm no Danny Ocean, you know. I'm just a, you know, a man of principle. Subject ascertained a firearm at an unknown date and after a thorough legal search said said firearm was ascertained by the authorities at the present date and time that it was just that time on that fateful day. Subject was immediately charged with murder, gun theft, and for resisting arrest. You know, they said I was resisting arrest, right? But I was just wearing a windbreaker. And that, you know, that windbreaker material, man, I don't know what it's made out of. But, you know, it's got like that crunchy noise. Like you would walk around in those pants as a kid and it's like swishy and loud. Like, so they were slipping all over me, you know. I just went completely limp. You know, I, I watched my nephew uh, and it looked like uh, I started getting tossed around like it was Gary's mod. Gary's mod. Anyway, that's why I forget I had the gun on me, too, because I tucked it in the back of my waistband like they seem to do in the movies. You know, but that, that windbreaker material just demands so much attention that I completely forgot about the gun, you know. Oh, another reason I was suspicious is because I got shot in the leg earlier in the bathroom. But it was a meat shot. We're good. Anybody can take a meat shot. At that time, Walt Tremblay was taken to the Terry Hot police headquarters in the mall. He immediately said that he doesn't want to talk to a lawyer because they're so stuffy. He said he had a lawyer once before, but his lawyer didn't get any of his jokes and he was only there for a paycheck. He said he would love to cooperate, but he seemed distracted by the mall. You could smell the butter wafting into the cell from the Auntie Anne's. You know, the cinnamon sugar. You ever had that? Yeah, the cinnamon sugar one with the butter. Like, how do these cops, which which I respect, by the way, you know, but these guys, the big fat guy cops, you know, let's be honest, these big fat guy cops are, you know, are they eating buttery hot pretzels every day, you know? You know, they ain't catching anybody. You know, the hands would be too greasy, you know? I could have escaped whenever I wanted, you know, not to brag, but I, 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 I don't know the medical word, but I have foldable bones. Like, I can fold them. We began interrogating Tremblay immediately. We found it very, very difficult to keep him mentally engaged in the present circumstances despite the best use of strategic attention-gathering maneuvers, such as, or not limited to, pointing guns at his face. I'm not gonna be afraid of a guy just because, you know, he starts making me suck the barrel of his gun, you know? Like, what are you, a tough guy? You know, you probably, you, you probably saw that on an episode of Columbo, you know? Yeah, I think the cop had a little bit of cinnamon sugar on his gun from lunch. Not scary. 
He kept trying to tell us that he did not have a permit to carry a gun, which means he could not have done it because he respects the rule of law. Eventually, we discovered that there was a treasure trove of information on Mr. Tremblay's Kodak camera. Most of the pictures were really annoying. Bridges, classic cars, cigars, it looked like his life was a guided tour of Jay Leno's mansion. But there was one picture that changed the investigation dramatically. Of course, this film took two weeks to develop, so Mr. Tremblay was in jail for that entire time. Yeah, I just kept saying three hats and a cot. You know, guess what? The other prisoners kept kicking my ass, you know? The guards said, stop talking and I'll make them stop kicking your ass. But you know me, I don't respond well to ultimatums. The picture we found was of a cat leaving a trail of bloody little paw prints. Also, the fact that we had confirmed via security camera that Walt was clearly visible and clearly not attacking Yins at the time. We decided to shift our focus. Can you state your name and species for the record and possibly make the classic sound your species is known for? We ask every subject to do this. Meow, meow, meow. I'm just a little kitty cat. My boots and vest are made of white fur while my other fur is that classic tabby cat pattern. Okay, well, you forgot to give us your name. But we already know it's French Fry the Cat. Basically, we're just fucking with you by asking you to state stuff we already know. But here's something you might not know. Police have come into possession of a very suspicious photo of you at the scene of the crime. Look at these little mittens. So fluffy and soft. Are these not your little white boots? Mm, I'd like to say they're white boots, but look a little closer. They're stained with blood. Well, that's exactly why we're so concerned. It looks like the boots of a murderer. Look. I'm just a little kitty cat, with some of the most acerbic, cutting humor this world has ever seen. Stuff a nephew would be proud of you for, even a cool one. So I guess my point is, even though the things I say are cutting, I would never cut someone. Unless I used my kitty cat claws to cut them and tear their flesh asunder. I would do that. But I'd have to do it for a pretty good reason, like getting scared a little bit. Well, Dr. Yins didn't have any claw marks on him at the time of his death. He was shot from afar. And indeed, a golden man named Opulence says he saw you on the balcony just before the deed was done on that fateful day. Well, what are you accusing me of? Using a sniper rifle to kill a person from my perch on the balcony? How would I even know who to aim at? All humans look alike to me. None of you are tabbies or calicos or anything. Not sure how you tell each other apart even. And you don't pee on your territory, so it's hard to tell who owns what. There was a golden gun for cats right there on the scene, and you had blood all over your paw prints. Well, I don't think cats can see the color gold, first of all. Uh, it's like a yellow-blue thing. Humans love to talk about how Garfield the cat is orange. Well, to us, he's more of like a yellow-blue thing. Totally different vibe. Cats don't even think Garfield is funny, by the way. To us, he's more of like a Bill Meower. Still, you had a gun and you had a motive. Dr. Yins was about to film a Netflix special, one that had previously been tied to you. Well, what are you trying to say? That I meowered him? That's enough! That's more of a stretch than Bill Meower. You're pushing it with these meow puns. The purr ones were fine, though. And let me tell you something about Netflix. They wouldn't know funny if it scratched them in the back with its claws. I tell you, I had one hour of the most sentimental stories about kittenhood you've ever heard. My father, he was never around. He got ran over by a car when I was a baby. My mother? Yeah, she was great. She nursed us kittens for about six weeks. Till she was ran over by a car. Basically, I'm like the kitty cat Dave Eggers, raising my siblings on my own. My siblings who I was the same age as. 
We were all immigrants, by the way. Thank you, thank you. You can imagine how touching that stand-up special was. I talked about how the younger generation of cats just wants to show their buttholes. Thank you, thank you. Uh, sounds pretty good, but how does it exonerate you from the murder of Dr. Yins? You see, these young cats, they grew up with Instagram and TikTok where you can show your butthole to anyone and it's legal for cats to do it because the human laws don't apply. But my nephew, he got big on there just doing skateboarding tricks. Why can't the other kitten youths just do something wholesome like that? Be more wholesome like my cool nephew. French Fry, if we could stop discussing your cool nephew for a moment. Whoa! Okay. Well, tell me, what does your cool nephew have to do with you not killing Dr. Yins? Well, I'll tell you. So here's the thing. I was on the balcony for a little bit, sure. But I got sleepy and I wanted to take a little cat nap before Dr. Yins actually revealed his stupid painting. So I went to the warmest place I could find, the computers in the adults only room. These were like 1990s gateways that sounded like they were mining the world's biggest Bitcoin just from booting up Leisure Suit Larry. So needless to say, they were quite warm and I curled up into a little ball on top of one. At one point, I stood up, walked in a circle and flipped around to sleep facing the opposite direction. Then, I was rudely jolted awake by a museum worker in the employ of Dr. Yin's. They said I had to get out of the adults-only room because I was not 18 human years old. Furious, I called my cool nephew to complain about how adults are so mean and won't let us young guys do what we want to do. So this phone call, is there a record of it? Yeah, I save all my calls with my nephew just in case he says something cool. As you can see from the timestamp here in my call history, this was taking place at exactly the time that Dr. Yins was shot. Hey nephew, what's purring? You do anything cool lately? Cowabunga, French fry. I was just doing a 180 on a half pipe. Why don't you come down here to Cali and I'll teach you how to ollie. Us cats just call it Cali, just like humans do. But we mean Calico, not California. But it's the same thing, we just call it that instead. They legalized catnip here, man. Yeah, I think it's legal everywhere. That's really cool, though. We got a pool out here. We like to circle it hissing. My friend Boots fell in and he just started running, like really low to the ground. Oh my god, that's awesome. Me and my friend Mittens did something crazy last week, man. If you saw it on the news. We got on the field at the Dodgers game just ran around like nuts, basically going crazy like cats do. Dude, I barely got out of there alive. These outfielders were chasing me around, trying to scoop me up with their mitts. Mints ended up dangling from the upper balcony and landing in some guy's cheese fries. Local news called it a fluffy dust-up at first base. Oh, that's so choice, man. How'd you get to be so cool? Instead of doing homework, I'm always trying to neck in homeroom. I rev my engine real loud, and when it comes to Friday night, I like to get crazy. Oh, wait, hold on, I gotta go. Someone just shot Dr. Yins. All right. Peace. All right. Bye-bye. But what about all the red bloody paw prints? Oh yeah, there was some guy in the bathroom. He got shot because he was being really annoying and jiggling all the handles to the stalls. I must have pranced through his blood with my little kitty cat paws after I used the litter box. You know, I can't fucking see the color red, right? There's just one more thing that doesn't add up. What about... The banana peel. You were seen unpeeling a banana. Oh yeah, some guy tripped on it and he died instantly. But he didn't matter though. 
Yeah, we're not worried about that guy. I guess that clears everything up. Well, there was one strange thing I saw. It may not mean much to you, but I've heard of investigations progressing over less. It's so dumb and small, I don't even feel like saying it anymore. Anyway, I saw this guy in the hallway eating a guy whole. Now, I don't know much about humans and their very stupid and pathetic ways, but that struck me as a green flag. Cats call red flags green flags because we can't see the fucking color red. Anyway, that guy's name was Gary Tasteman. And who is this Gary Tasteman? What possible motive could an aging rockabilly star have for eating the world's most popular non-Rick scientist? I wanted to eat him. Oh, I, I didn't know you just come out and say it, I guess. <laughs> yep. So did you shoot Dr. Yins? Oh, no. I was going to eat him. Someone else shot him. I couldn't get him, so I had to eat this other guy. Oh. Okay. So what happened? Well, I heard a bang and a big commotion, but I was pretty preoccupied because I was cooking and eating Sam Elliott. So why are you not in jail right now? I mean, it's illegal to eat a guy, right? Come on, hotshot. You think this is Gary Tasteman's first rodeo? Prove it. I gotta make the lawman work for his dollar like I work for mine. You just admitted it! You just admitted to killing me and the famous actor Sam Elliott! What do I know, huh? I'm just talking, shaking my gums. The sheriff came to my house and made me sit on the toilet and take a, ladies, please close your ears, number two into a fryer basket. I'll tell you what, you wouldn't think it was a cannibalism charge they were investigating based off of how hard everyone was laughing as I took a shit into that fryer basket. Not a dry eye in the house. They found some sarsaparilla caps, but no bones, no hair, and the DA said that it uh, wasn't enough to charge me. Did they search the rest of the house? Oh, big time. But it was after the whole scenario where everyone watched me take a number two into a fryer basket. You know the fryer basket I'm talking about? Like for french fries at a McDonald's? Tell you what, I'm about to bust my gut just thinking about it again. It was so funny. No, after they searched my house, but everyone was in a pretty positive mood. Found someone else's bones in one of my upright bases, though. Those came with it. It was an old Nashville trick to really pull the sound out of an upright base by putting the bones of a drifter into it. You know, town to town so nobody can really miss them, you know? I'm familiar with that concept, yes. You can do whatever you want because nobody misses them. Do we understand each other? Right. You got any family? How's your diet? A lot of people know that I am here right now. Loud and clear, Kimisabi. So, if you didn't kill Dr. Yins, who did? Oh, hell, I ain't answering that. Never had much respect for the badge myself, so I ain't gonna pin on one now. Tell you what, though, if I was you, I'd take a look at that guy that kept firing his gun everywhere, climbing things and falling out of them, and also... He admitted to killing Dr. Yins. Wait, what? Someone admitted to killing Dr. Yins? Wait, are you talking about... Hello, my name is Shed Shitley. I killed Dr. Yins Ljubljana. No, you didn't. Everyone saw you fall. Which one's my camera? I want to look scary when I admit to it. I mean, that one is synced up on you, but there is no way you... Hello. My name is Shed Shitley. I am a professional bounty hunter and soldier of fortune. 
I assassinated Dr. Yin's Yubiana. How? We all saw you fall from the vent. You fell like 50 feet. You almost died. You looked like a big raspberry someone stomped on. Oh, it, there were conflicting reports at the time about- There is a video currently uploaded to World Star Hip Hop with over 17 million views. Uh-huh. See, there's you yeah. falling. There's you trying to pull a bunch of grenade pins that aren't there anymore. Yeah, I, there's Dr. Yins hitting his dab no, and his Dougie on you. And then a big spurt of blood shoots out of the top of your head, no. like a whale breaching the surface, well, and then you pass out. Then he gets shot well, after that. that. See? That could have happened in 2012. He couldn't think of a newer dance to do. Doesn't he know any references, you know, Gen Z would understand? Gen Z thinks dabbing and dugging is iconic. Do you want to know what really happened? The truth? Sure. Okay, so the last time I'm seen on camera is when I'm heading upstairs to the famous assassinations exhibit, right? I'll let you know what happened from there. I did a tactical roll towards the scaffolding, which was blocked by a wall that wasn't on the schematics. I sticky-bombed the wall, puncturing it in a perfect man-size and shaped hole. I emitted a short EMP blast to disable the cameras in the local vicinity before setting up an experimental tech weapon called the laptop gun. This gun was mounted on the wall and was piloted by an experimental rogue AI that I can only describe as if Deep Blue was capable of saying racial slurs. In order to cover my tracks and not get caught for my crimes, I pretended to act really stupid and incompetent. I went around and accidentally shot my gun, I broke stuff, I fought guys, I kissed Serhan Serhan in the monkey cage, but most importantly, I fell. I fell onto the stage right before Yins was shot in order to give myself an alibi. Let's say that all of this is true. If you were attempting to give yourself an alibi, it worked. No one thinks it is you. Why risk that by coming out and admitting that you shot him? People are fucking laughing at me and shit from the video. They're saying I obviously didn't do it, but that's not what I wanted. I wanted people to think that I killed Dr. Yins. But I beat the case anyway. That's the ideal situation for me. Sort of like a OJ thing. You know, the guy that cut his wife's head off and a waiter from before. So if I believe you and we press charges, then you're going to flip 180 and fight the charges and claim you didn't do it. I didn't fucking do it. You just said you did. Right, but do you think I did it? No. Well, I definitely did it. I just told you. You took a lot of heat on social media the last couple weeks. Are you tired of people looking at the video? It's a bullshit video, okay? Because I killed him, so I did it on purpose. People think I'm the loser who failed dramatically, but guess what? I'm the hero. I mean, I'm capable is what I mean. I know killing him doesn't make me a hero, but I needed to finally kill someone or people would stop hiring me to do manhunts. This commenter here said that they were by the stage when you fell and that you definitely shit your pants. Is this true? No, but if I did shit my pants, it would only be because that would make the alibi stronger. No one who shits themselves could kill a man. Okay, so if you did kill him, you did shit yourself. But if you didn't kill him, you didn't shit yourself. Right. But which one do you think? Does it matter? Well, whatever you think, it's the other one that actually happened. I just want to put the word out there that I'm a suspect and that I shit my pants on purpose. So you did shit your pants? Whatever you think, I did the opposite. Why did you agree to this interview? I just want to clear the air about how I killed a guy and how I'm not this big loser everyone makes me out to be, you know? It's crazy, this bullying. Black Twitter has made my life a living hell. They're so fucking mean. They said I looked like the Michelin Man in riot armor. They said I looked like I have a toenail where my penis should be. They said I looked like Canadian Brexit. Who do you think really killed Dr. Yin's- Me! 
That opulence guy, he could never have done it. College boy, all gold and stuff. Never been in the muck. Never had to fight his way out of the corner. What if I think that it is you who actually did it? Well, I'd say it wasn't me, it was Golden Boy. You see, guys like that, guys that have been in the muck, you can tell from their eyes that guy's definitely never went to college. If I was the main suspect, I'd tell the cops to check out that guy. So, that just leaves one subject. A golden man with no background, no fingerprints, or a single form of government-issued ID. The self-proclaimed smartest man in the world. A mantle that Yins himself has boasted of having. Also known as the Living God, his name is Opulence. The man who had the highest ever registered score on MyFunIQTest.com. You should thank me for being here. Thank you for being here, Opulence. And thank you for having me, Tom. Let's get down to brass tacks, or should I say gold tacks in your case. Thank you for noticing my gold skin. Anyways, yes. What did you want to talk to me about? Are you responsible for shooting Dr. Lin's Labanya at the art museum on that fateful day? Unfortunately, no. As long as it is done, that is all that matters. I assume one of my millions of fans and loyal underlings would do it. See, people are beginning to realize that beauty is an illusion that must be shattered in favor of efficiency and pragmatism. I assume that, at this point, the public is so demoralized that I'll be able to walk into the White House and pronounce myself God King. Well, you are the living God. Yes, and there is nothing more godly in the human realm than the King. So it makes sense that I should be a God King or Emperor. In Asimov, it was always either a God King or an Emperor. Personally, I think I'm more of a God King than an Emperor. So, if you personally didn't kill Yins, where were you and what were you doing during the assassination? A man of my intellect simply falls in and out of fancies. I found myself letting out a yawn at the banality of it all, so I placed my weapons onto the ground and simply walked off. I believe that I walked to the local library and read all of the books there. For a second time! When you're as smart as me, there's basically no such thing as a new book. You see, I've already read all the words there are. So when a new book comes out, it's just a slightly reorganized set of words that I've already read before. I can basically figure out the point of it all instantly. What if a new word comes out? Ha! People nowadays are too foolish to invent new words. They hardly even know the old ones. Okay. So you're saying you weren't even there when Dr. Yins was shot? That is correct. Upon reviewing the tape with a horizontally styled VHS placed inside of a VHS recording device and uh, kinetically pressing the play button to watch the tape with ocular assessment with special designs towards the eyes and the rods and the cones inside the eye, with special attention, of course, paid to the retinoid situation, watching the tape to see the color through those retinal interpretations. Here, it, appear, it appears that we have an individualistically styled person kinetically obtained who is known by his street name, Opulence. However, what is seen heretofore on the videotape contradicts directly the statement made by the suspect. As we can see here in the illustrated digital style of the image below, 
we see Opulence holding what appears to be a psychic gun in the John Wilkes Booth booth. We see here in the frame the street man named as under the street name Mr. Opulence. We see that he slips on a banana peel, sort of sliding in a clownistically skateboard style, which carries him into a mop bucket here at timestamp 1229. We can see here suspect citizen named Mr. Opulence falls into the mop bucket with his little butt in a vaudeville style incident. With this citizen's little butt locked firmly and tightly into the mop bucket, we can see the wheels on the bottom of the mop bucket start spinning in a 360 degree motion repeatedly, carrying the citizen victim known as Opulence through what appears to be a small lady's clothing shop that exists in the museum for some reason. We lose sight of Opulence as he goes barreling into the female clothing shop and we see him circumvantulate out of the other side, appearing now to be wearing four women's hats and a bra. Finally, we see the victim hero stand, take off the women's clothing, the bra caught over his head here, and he goes tumbling backwards into a recently hung painting that is still fresh with wet paint. It then appears from this angle that we see the victim get paint on his hand and accidentally wipe it upwards, causing the person in the painting to frown instead of smile. Next, we see Opulence get the bra off his head here, and he swings around to kick the hats away, accidentally uh, dipping his hand into the red paint and then painting over the naked lady in the paintings with her uh, mammatory, nipular uh, interpretation and her vulvatic uh, majora uh, and presumably fallopianaria, uh, fallopian fallopianary uh, parameter which that really pissed everyone off in the Horning Paintings exhibit. And uh, lastly here, we see an anvil falling phonetically through the floor from the anvil exhibit upstairs, making lasting physical impact on the hero's cranium, causing the citizen to fall to the floor, shattering all his teeth in the process, which jingled in the style of a piano instrument and the keys that are used to emit sound from said instrument. And just for a brief moment, he played for he's a jolly good fellow. Then, as we see here on the tape, a second larger anvil completely flattens the hero citizen opulence victim, just as paramedics arrive on the scene, where they put a bicycle pump in his mouth and blow him into a big balloon. Afterwards, they tied a small string to him and walked him to the hospital. Doctors say he will be intense physical rehab for at least two years. Okay, Opulence, if you were at the library rereading all the books, how did you end up in the hospital bed with all of your bones shattered? I wanted all my bones to break so that I could begin the process of replacing them with carbon fiber. That's why I allowed a very large book to fall on me and crush me. What about the footage of you falling? Are you saying that it is fake? You can make anything with digital effects these days. I was able to use CGI to finally live in the golden bank of my dreams. But... That's not real? If my golden bank isn't real, how do I have video footage of you slapping your little booty in my foyer? Why, I can even make it look old-timey and make it black and white. Do you see the kind of power at my disposal now, plebeian? Okay, okay. I understand, but there's one thing I don't understand. If you can't explain who shot Dr. Yens, I don't know if anybody can. I can. <gasps> Dr. Yins, you're back. You're finally back. 
I've been here the whole time over there. I was just saying we're reading a magazine. But, 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 how? Oh, every other Thursday I come to the hospital here. It's the only hospital I know of that still gets cigar aficionado. I like to read about all the cool new cigars and I like the cologne samples. And I like with all of the men in the advertisements are guys with sweaters draped around their necks, driving around sailboats with some much younger girls. Yeah, classic man stuff, you know? So I sit around in the waiting room and if anyone asks me what I'm doing, I will claim I went to the wrong office. I can usually find a scone or some free coffee or something too. Basically like a perfect morning. No, I mean, I thought you were dead. We all thought you were dead. We saw you take a bullet to the ticker. There was blood and guts everywhere, like stomach and intestines, which was weird since it only hit your heart. You basically went into instant rigor mortis and started crunching around and locking up all your joints at weird angles. They had to put more makeup on you before they took you to the ambulance because they were afraid at the ambulance drive would puke so much if you saw your face that you crashed the ambulance. I think I can explain everything. Come with me. You're not allowed to take that magazine. Okay, so here's what went down. So the painting that will heal the world got messed up by the super funny cat that I would actually have loved to work with before, French Fry. Uh, his humor is sort of subtle but sharp. You have to be a cat to really get it, but I get the gist of it. Anyway, I called my buddy Hashman to help. Uh, he went and got me a substitute painting, the second best painting in the world, the world-famous Mona Lisa. I, meanwhile, began constructing a time machine. It's really complicated what happened next, so put down your phones. In my original universe, as not this one, there was no assassination. The painting was revealed as the Mona Lisa, which pissed off everyone except for this one guy. I finished the time machine about three weeks later. The first thing I did was go back in time to destroy another guy's time machine so that I would have the only time machine. Wait, you messed up my time machine. Oh, hey, Opulence. That was you? How you been? Anyway, after that, I went back in time to the painting reveal. I didn't want everyone making fun of me for having messed up paintings, so I took my op and I shot myself. I mean, the different version of myself from an alternate timeline. Why'd you do that? In all those old movies, you know, with time travel, people always have to fight a different timeline's version of themselves. I didn't want myself to get the drop on me, so I took him out first. Well, then why didn't you go down and explain what happened? What happened to the painting that will heal the world? I thought it was so cool when I shot a different version of myself from the op. It's called the Devil's Op, by the way. I named it that. It has seven triggers. They're all over the gun. Anyway, I had originally planned to go back in time again to get the painting before French Fi, the famous funny cat, scratched it and replaced it with the Mona Lisa. It sort of would be a prank on French Fry and the Mona Lisa. I just felt so cool after getting assassinated. I saw myself dying there in front of the Mona Lisa and I knew I would be remembered forever, like John Lennon or the other guy. By, by the way, I forgot to tell you, there was no good angle to get a real nice shot at my own heart when I went back to shoot myself, so I had to go back further in time to tell my museum staff to create a crow's nest exhibit overlooking the main atrium. We got the crow's nest from Hook in there, and from Pirates of the Caribbean, and all those other hundreds of pirate movies that you can name. Anyway, 
after using the time machine to then go forward in time, I chose to go in the hook one. It was refurbished and everything using reclaimed wood from Peter Pan's time. So that's where I was when I blasted myself with a devil's op, which, by the way, glows in the dark. So where is the painting that will heal the world? Shit, I knew I forgot something. I knew I had to do something today other than the cigar aficionado thing. Yeah, I went back in time a week ago to grab the painting and I totally spaced out on going back to put it in place, which was the whole point of all of this, by the way, but I got too distracted by this new game I'm playing. It's called Cookie Clicker Legends, and they have more cookies than the regular game has. Snickerdoodles, peanut butter cookies, there's a blue cookie? There's one that is the shape of a diamond, but still looks more like a cookie, and that cookie is worth a thousand points if you click it. So what will you do with the painting? There's a chocolate cookie with uh, three types of chocolate chips in it. There's a cookie that is so big it would take a town of a thousand starving orphans over ten years to eat it. It's really easy to click on account of being so big. Um, there's a cookie with meatballs in it, a cookie topped with pasta sauce. But what about the painting? Here, I'm playing it now on my phone. You just click away and if you do enough clicks you can buy something that automatically clicks for you and then you make more grandmas and you get more cookies and you can sell them for money but mostly what you do is you find the coolest looking cookie and you just start clicking on it but what about the painting sorry i'd love to talk and play cookie clicker legends for you all night but i really have to go back in time now with a painting that will heal the world right now bye bye a blue portal with the hands of a ticking clock opens up in front of dr yin's and he carries the painting through it to me Beauty is a fancy word for pretty, but it also means beautiful. I remember that I was eating chicken wings in my car once. Stop! Stop your beautiful speech. Dr. Yins, don't shoot. He's too beautiful. <laughs> Seriously, we're good. It's over. Oh my god. Who are you? You're beautiful. Seriously, what's up? Are we in some kind of time knot or something? There's another hot guy in the crow's nest with an op right now. It's another Dr. Yens like us. I was him in the past, but he is him now. I think that's how it works. Are you me? I don't know. Cut me and see if you bleed. Maybe we should tell the third Yens to shoot you in the leg instead. A bullet fires off by the second Yens' leg. Stop goofing around, this is serious. I have something important to say. Ladies and gentlemen, that is not the real painting that will heal the world. This one is. Dr. Yins holds up a similar sized painting with a fine velvet cloth draped over it as the crowd gasps. <gasps> yeah, this is pretty good. You know, this is pretty dramatic. I have here with me today the means to heal the sickness of the world. It is a rare and nearly arcane beauty that I crafted lovingly by tapping into the collective human unconscious. If it was created 2,000 years ago, people would be worshipping and throwing their loincloths at it. If you are under the effects of MDMA, do not look at this painting or your heart will swell with empathy until it explodes. This is a construct of pure light 
merely touching the cheek of humanity before sweeping by, leaving behind only warm, cascading waters. Please look to your right and to your left and tell everyone that it is okay to cry. Answer yourself, though. Behold, fellow creatures of understanding, at long last will your simian minds feel peace. I present to you the painting that will heal the world. Cool sounds, gasps, oohs and ahs. <gasps> Bro, I'm not just like guessing your D or sucking your dick or anything like that, but that painting is the fucking best painting I've ever seen. It makes that Mona Lisa thought look like shit. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I'm gonna call my ex-wife and tell her to fuck herself. It's positively perfect. And I am a little kitty, so I know a thing or two about paws and purring. It's so perfect. It's magnificent. It's too good for me. I shouldn't even be looking at it. Oh my god, I'm ruining it. Heck, I'd put some relish and mustard and some caramelized onions on it and gobble it right up. The beauty. It is so divine that it is corroding my superior mental faculties. I must look away before it makes me as stupid and emotional as the rest of them. <laughs> Where's the beef? And then Pikachu says... <laughs> Pika, Pika, don't forget me. Chewbacca says don't forget him either. Pika, Pika. <laughs> Pika, Pika. <laughs> Behold your salvation. I can only think of one person that this painting should belong to. One person so insanely cool that deserves to safeguard this national treasure. Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce to you the new owner of the painting that will heal the world. Give a big round of applause to her French private cat's cool nephew who skateboards, by the way. The crowd goes absolutely fucking feral. They're screaming. They're going nuts. People are fighting. It's a mess. Your glorious future awaits. French Fry's nephew comes up on his skateboard and does a really bad kickflip, and the board careens off toward the wall, and French Fry's nephew stumbles. Luckily, he is a kitty cat, so he lands on all four paws, even though his board went flying into the wall and exploded. Everyone starts clapping and going nuts. Four weeks later, in the cities, people are going around painting over graffiti that says ass and shit and fuck this. A black man and a white man are shown shaking hands for a really long time. A woman compares her paycheck to a man's and it is the same and you can tell just by looking at the woman and the man that their intelligence and capability is exactly the same. President Joe Biden addresses the nation to tell them that racism has ended. A young boy is plotting a school shooting when the government knocks on the door and brings him a girlfriend. A soup chef at the soup kitchen is frowning because there's too much soup in the soup kitchen because no one is poor anymore, so no one has to go to the soup kitchen because they can just get their soup at home. Some aliens who are planning to come to Earth to show us the error of our ways turn around and go back to their home planet for they have nothing to teach us. The world is truly healed. Then. In a hospital bed in Terre Haute, we see Opulence the Golden Man lying bedridden in his big bed and clutching his fist into a tight fist. Yins, this is not over! The end.